a playlist original. to be petty welcome back to another episode of rtbb i'm so glad you're here this week emily rose is joining me and we bounce around to a lot of different topics we talk about chloe kardashian on the not skinny but not fat podcast we talk about <laughs> emily's beef with taylor swift right now we talk about kid Leroy. And Scooter Braun, um, they re-signed their management contract. Jeffree Star's uh, career change. (laughs) And, of course, Emily nominates a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and shares her This Week in Petty. The This Week in Petty is very much in RTBP's vein. Um, Remember when I was trying to pull off Be Well and... (laughs) champ said I couldn't but I am still actively pursuing that as my like you know sign off in cards in correspondence in cards emails etc anyways it is episode 95 I cannot believe I'm here um and in about five weeks well I guess five weeks exactly it's gonna be RTBP's 100th episode a hundred episodes over like four years seems like nothing. Nevertheless, we're going to celebrate. Uh, if you have an idea of what you would like to hear on that podcast episode, uh, please let me know. I don't know if it's about like how RTBP came to be the inner workings of the podcast. Like, fuck if I don't if, like, I don't know. what people want to hear about but if there's something specific that you want to hear about let me know I have a very special guest and I think that we are gonna listen to my first ever episode um and I might do some like favorite clips or favorite moments on the pod but yeah if there's something else that you can think of of how we can celebrate that episode will be coming in early July so I'm very very excited Last thing I want to leave you with before we get to the episode with Emily is just if you could subscribe and rate and review the podcast, it would be so lovely and I'd appreciate it so much. Um, Subscribing and like downloading the episode really helps me climb the Apple podcast chart, which I know sounds like a whole bunch of like mumbo jumbo and I definitely do not record this podcast to like be high on like some fucking arbitrary chart even though it's nice obvi but it does help the podcast find new listeners which means we 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 can get bigger guests I can put more resources into it etc etc and just more people to chat with and more like you know diverse perspectives so yeah downloading the episode subscribing to the podcast leaving a rating and review is super super helpful okay friends that is all let's get to the show here is my conversation with emily rose 
I'm back with a very special guest, Emily Rose from It's Become a Whole Thing is here. Emily, how are you? Uh, I'm great. I've been dancing around while you did your little intro spiel because I'm so excited. Me too. I've just been looking forward to I'm this. I'm so glad you're yeah. back. I know. I know. I feel like we have so much to catch up on. I've been loving your podcast. It's so sweet. I've been loving yours too. <laughs> I was just telling Emily how I was listening to her talk about PR strategies and I just feel like you've really found a niche where you talk like there is definitely it's like kind of like a comedic interview but you also are kind of hitting on some of the like I don't know like more strategy or behind the scenes or just like a little bit more like analytical than RGBB. Well, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I get, I, it's like a look into my chaotic mind, which doesn't really know when to stop with my <laughs> analyzing things, which is both a gift and a curse, but it comes in handy sometimes yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> but I, I always want to listen to podcasts that are just fun and light but informative and well researched and that's what our tv fee is so oh yeah we're so cute (laughs) i know i know i know if there's new listeners to rtb because you were on uh in january but if there's anyone or december but if there's anyone new can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast well i have a podcast called it's become a whole thing and that's sort of my moniker across the board so i have a podcast a patreon and a tiktok and all called it's become a whole thing and it's I guess you said it pretty well. It's sort of like very fluffy on the outside, but then I like to go really deep. But I I kind of feel like I trick everyone. It's like uh, some kind of like Trojan horse of like superficiality. (laughs) And then with some depth beneath that, or sometimes not. (laughs) Sometimes it's just me (laughs) rambling. And then I get some people excited about that and some people in the reviews upset about that. So it's a mixed bag. <laughs> oh, literally. But I feel like like I work in higher ed and I feel like we talk about this all the time about like packaging or getting people like meeting people where they're at for conversations. And I feel like we're able to touch on a lot of like societal issues within the context of pop culture that I think is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It. I always feel like I'm looking at it from an anthropological point of view. You know, I'm just like studying these humans and I find them so interesting. And I kind of want to know the life story of everyone on walking down the street or just that like my random like neighbors I don't talk to, but it's not appropriate to pry into the the life of private citizens. So that's why I feel like I love pop culture because here are these people that everyone's taken an interest in and we get this full life story with all these updates. So that's so exciting yeah. to me. Do you feel like with these public figures, like say Kim Kardashian, that we do know like the real her or like we know inside her life? Well, I think her real life is a construct. Like mm. what? I mean, we're presented with a facade. Everything that they present to us is a facade. But at the same time, that is 
their life in a way you know Mm -hmm. like what they're presenting to us is fake most of it but they are fake (laughs) like that is who (laughs) they are so it's like I don't think if if the cameras went away I don't know who they would be there's some celebrities who I think could still exist but for them I don't know I don't think that they go into any relationships just purely with the heart well except for some of them maybe that's a whole other story but like for Kim for Kim if we're just talking (laughs) Kim I don't think she goes into anything without thinking about the whole picture and the whole image of it so Mm -hmm. we see one side that she presents us with we can infer all these other things from it but she's like part cyborg or something I don't know she <laughs> you know so what is the who is 100%. the real kid yeah 100 percent. yeah because it's so interesting because it's like yeah celebrities let us into their lives and our public figures but then I'm like I'm always like what what is the how much of this is truly them yeah what is the truth and so I always think of myself as really skeptical and really just not trusting a lot of things and I like to look at PR couples and that kind of stuff and at a certain point I was like am I looking too far into this like but then I've been talking to my friend who is a musician and we just happen to have grown up together and now she she made it big in the music industry and she's like oh no it's even more fake than you think like I was asking her about what she thought about all those TikToks of like Halsey and all those artists being like oh my god my record label and she's like I'm pretty sure it's all set up like it's all kind of yeah because she has okay she, she yes. has pressure from her record label to put out TikToks but it's not like we won't release this single it's more like hey look social media is important it's shifting here's the new app that's you know it's good to get on it yeah, 100%. I talked about that in my episode that was released yesterday when people are listening to this. It would be last week about Halsey's thing because I think that is all set up. But it's so annoying that you're like baiting your consumer. Like it just, again, is like we're at the, we're the ones being duped. I don't know. I don't like feeling like I'm being duped. Obviously no one likes that but feeling. The but the consumer is getting so much more savvy about it that a lot of people weren't yes. duped. A lot of people were like, mm. Mm-mm. How dare I'm not, you? I'm not buying yeah, it. Uh, totally. Well, they're capitalizing off of their bad reputations, which is so interesting because that's just been outlined so much more in, like, especially I feel like with Taylor Swift really being super public about what was going on with her record label. Yeah. Yeah. I love all the spoof. I've seen all these spoof videos of people being like, <laughs> playing like, old RuPaul songs and be like my record label is not letting me release this <laughs> <laughs> like my record label has me locked in a basement and like <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny okay this like naturally kind of segues into one of our topics so maybe let's just start with Kid Leroy and Scooter Run I don't even know if I'm saying that because I've never said his name out I just realized me neither <laughs> me neither Kid <laughs> yeah also didn't know that he's australian because i've i've never heard him speak either okay, I nothing, but i'm gonna talk I I about, nothing about Kid Lahua. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like that's definitely a stage name because in the articles I was reading about him, but he has a real name. Didn't write it down. For, like, I, I have a two-page outline. Didn't include his first name. Perfect. Like, love this. But he's kind of like one of, you know, like a definitely up-and-coming artist, like had huge yeah. success with, on SNL with Miley Cyrus and then his song with Justin Bieber. Um, but it's just interesting because a lot of articles are coming out about him right now, about his management. He had signed with Scooter Braun in June 2021 and then left, stating that there was like significant problems with the label and how Braun was, uh, like Scooter was not really involved in his career. And then... He recently, so he came out with a TikTok and I like immediately sent it to you. Yeah, I'm like, Um, like, who sent it to who first? Because I thought I maybe sent it to you. Like, I, it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cause, cause again, I thought it was real because of this A, Scooter's reputation, B, a lot of, especially younger, um, newer artists not putting up with bad management. Like, I know Olivia Rodrigo cut ties with her management team, like just really not, yeah, sticking out these like Mm -hmm. really bad contracts. And so Kid Leroy posted a TikTok in April and it was promoting his new song. And the caption was, show me your last bad mistake. And then he showed a picture of Scooter Braun. Yes. I have I have a contra I have go a ahead, controversial take on Scooter Braun, which is that he's not as bad as people say he is. Oh my god, that's fucking piping hot tea. <laughs> oh my god, because well, like okay, like in the Swifty community, it's just mm-hmm. like pitchforks. I know. Oh, yes, I know. and I yeah. got I did a Scooter Braun deep dive like a while ago. I got I had some yes, angry Swifties. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> I'm not like a full-on Scooter Braun apologist, but at the same time, he's really labeled as this monster. And mm-hmm. there's so much going on in Hollywood and the music, film, everything industry that's so horrific. And I know the bar is really low for just general good behavior, right. but I'm not saying that he is a great person, but he kind of sounds like your average slick businessman. Yeah. Like all of his practices, all of his things are like shady, doing little shady deals or favoring one artist who's more successful over the other, being a bit fair weather with like who he gives his attention to and when, which really sounds like your average person who runs a multi-million dollar business. That's, that's, and that's not saying like, you know, it'd be great if all the millionaires were also really compassionate people, but I just don't think that's the case with almost any of them. So I don't know. I don't think he's like enemy number one. Yeah, no, I get that. I think like the parts of him that I'm suspicious of is like, it seems like he does push his artists to like overwork. But again, like I feel like probably everyone in the industry does yeah. again not saying that that's yeah. right or anything yeah yeah exactly and i just there's probably so many crazy deals happening and things falling through and things that artists are really disappointed in it's very uncommon to have an artist like taylor swift who is so opinionated and 
really vocal and likes to sometimes rally the Swifty army. And so she has a right to do that. And like, it's cool. I think it's cool that she uses how big she is, how big she is as a celebrity to try to change the music industry. I guess it seems to me like the type of stuff he does is very standard practice. Yeah. 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 Totally. Which, yeah. Yeah doesn't make it right but also it doesn't make him it, it just yeah I, I don't know who, who who's great in the music industry who runs these <laughs> have you ever heard anything good about someone who runs uh one of those uh record companies like the larger one yeah yeah no nothing yeah like there's obviously benefits to working with him like he literally works with like some of the biggest artists like Ariana Grande Demi Lovato, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, obviously. Our boy. By the way, yeah. just side note, I love how <laughs> I like texted you and I was like, "What's wrong with me? I have Justin Bieber's next Tim Hortons launch like in my Google Calendar," and you were like, "I had it for the first <laughs> launch of his first donuts," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're like, I'm like, Sam, what, what is wrong?" Like, like, yeah, I was like, "Is is there something wrong?" you're like like, yeah but how else would you keep track of it if it wasn't in your calendar yeah I'm like when would you know to go (laughs) it's so it's also just so funny how literally his new drink is just a cold brew coffee with vanilla creamer (laughs) well it's not Bieber brew like, <laughs> like well it's not like he's gonna formulate a new flavor you know it's not he's not even known for drinking coffee it's not like your girl Emma Chamberlain and her coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out Emma Chamberlain <laughs> but like literally but, but like yeah he's not this is just him being like yeah I'm Canadian Tim Hortons whatever uh, throw yeah. together a coffee I'm sure they presented him with options I could see him in the boardroom just being like I don't know whatever the first one you showed me yeah like not even yeah. really fully registering like like what, what it what was the, yeah. what the Bieber brew is <laughs> I did love when he vouched um for the lids because they changed like yeah. to be more sustainable like for sure so like but you know kudos but, but at the like same time at the same time a lot of what's wrong with the world is corporations putting it on individual consumers while they're doing bad things and it's like you know if we have a more convenient lid to drink from maybe i think i think it's not gonna throw out the balance literally because now they like they're so fucking flimsy that it's like it's basically no lid at all i know this is, these are real these are real issues real issues. yeah you didn't like the tim beeb i think you said but i i <laughs> no, did I, I liked the tim beeb i didn't actually think i would like it but i did <laughs> i just thought they were like cop out flavors because they were basically just like normal tim bits with like a slight change that i didn't think added really to the experience oh because i always get the same tim bits i always get the jelly donut, which is like controversial, um, or the chocolate, very, very controversial. very controversial. I know. I I live life on the edge, or the chocolate one. Um, so I that one, mm-hmm. the Tim Beebs were like birthday cake themed. Yeah, I was into it. I was into it, but 
We'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. get myself a a beaver brew and a tibim. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I usually get like sour cream glazed timbits. So I liked the sour cream one that he had with like chocolate chips on it or something like that like that was good we're saying yeah i'm gonna get it we're saying this as if he came up with the like (laughs) recipes (laughs) (laughs) literally we're like justin that's so innovative one photo up and it's like (laughs) one commercial yeah kate have you seen the new um like snippet like the new commercial why does it he look evil like why is there like thunder and like his face is like creepy and stuff um i don't know maybe he's being haunted by his demons and it just he can't keep it he can't contain it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's catching up to him i don't know That's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. One of my listeners, like, sent this to me. Like, why the fuck is that? Does this look like a Halloween, like, commercial? And I was like, good fucking question. Well, it's hard. When when I picture him on set, it's really hard for me to not picture him in the way he was in his deposition. Did you ever, did you ever watch that? Yeah. Okay, okay. When he's like, I don't know. Why Why ask yeah. these stupid questions? I don't know. Yeah, oh, you want me to? I don't. You want me to remember that? Well, I don't know. Selena. Who? Yeah, don't like... talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, sir, you're in yeah. court right now. You're in a deposition. Like, again. <laughs> I know. I know. You knew it was like really bad then. When it's like, oh wow, you're like you won't cooperate with anybody. No, no. So that's. I know he's changed, but I still <laughs> picture him on set. <laughs> I can't help but picture that. <laughs> totally i feel like he's changed but then i also see those clips of like him talking to Haley, and i'm like have you changed no, like i don't think i think yeah well okay so doing looking into his life actually made me have a lot more compassion for him because i was kind of of this mind i was like oh justin bieber's like up to evil stuff whatever but he's just he was just from a really terrible upbringing and i don't know how he could have turned out normal but the fact that they have to defend their relationship every other week, he has to ha- explain. I wasn't yelling at Haley. Like, we were just talking really loudly. And I was, I had an angry face for one second. It's like, at, at what point, how many times do you have to do this over and over? And, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, yeah, I have always been an apologist for Justin Bieber because I think it's because I knew his background I feel like the lay person doesn't know like his parents weren't together they were like teen parents like his dad dad didn't live in the same house his dad is like a trash um, person who like just like literally the worst like didn't want anything to do with him and then came back when he got famous like it's just like very stereotypical like shit um, I think, like, his grandparents were really important in his life for, like, raising him. But, like, yeah, like, lower income family. Just, like, all of this, like, stuff that I'm sure was, like, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, doesn't, like, excuse his, like, piss poor attitude sometimes. But I don't know. I definitely have empathy for him. Speaking of Scooter, Braun, and a little bit of Taylor Swift. More Taylor Swift hate. I feel like I'm- I hold her like I I try to hold her accountable because I just love her so much that I feel like I she's a part of my real life and I would say this 
I would want the people that I hang out with and that I love to, I don't know, be like held accountable for when they're shitty. Okay. It's funny you say that because I was about to say, I feel like we're friends and we're in a fight right now. Like me and Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm like Maddie and Taylor. Like I need you to know that. Okay. (laughs) Literally. Like I was podcasting with Maddie from Parked Car Combos and I was like, I just don't get the Joe thing. And she's like, I think you're acting like you're Taylor's friend and you like don't like her boyfriend because he's like not treating her well. I'm like, I, I am. don't and like, I her like her boyfriend. Sorry. Like, it's so weird to think that about some somebody that I have never met slash will never is meet, it, but weird I do. Is it that weird? What are we, what are we doing here? That's all that we're doing here. I'm just, I know. Although I do I have moments where I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in too deep, but, Same. but you know, here we are. Um, I'm mad at Taylor right now. Yes. Do you feel the yes. same way? Yes. Like mucho. So, okay, so <laughs> Let's back up. Like, Let's back up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you said you wanted to talk about this and I actually never saw this original post. So maybe you can explain it, but Basically, Taylor was posting about Joe's TV show conversations with friends, but has been like radio silent on like things that are happening in the U.S. right now that are like so fucked up, including Roe v. Wade, mass shootings, etc. Is that yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's always the people that argue celebrities don't need to get political. Fine. Her whole thing, her whole Miss Americana documentary, her campaigns for the last few albums, Lover, that type of thing, it was so much about being political and being silent for so long and finally using her voice and standing up for what's right. And for her to be silent and while so many things are happening and then be like, Joe's shitty shitty Netflix show (laughs) on the same Hulu show. It was like Like... salt in the wound. It was like Taylor. Maybe if you just hadn't said anything at all, nothing, people could have been like, okay, well, whatever. But no, you. We were reminded you do have a phone that you have access to. You do have a social media account, and you used it to (laughs) promote your real or questionable relationship and. (laughs) his questionable acting skills so that's how I feel about that totally yeah I feel like it's tough to watch things like the Miss Americana documentary that was all about her regrets not speaking up in the 2016 election and and then not continue I think like her her specifically she has a fan base that could be so influenced for the better. Sometimes I feel guilty about not addressing things that are happening in the world. And I was like, I like I have a thousand listeners. Like, like, like I my world, my scope is my sp- platform is so small in comparison. Yeah, I think that that's also what haunts me. But like another piece of it is that I've been having conversations is like, why do we expect our celebrities to like speak out on these topics? But I'm like, for me, it's because it's like, because they do have the influence, like more than like literal like politicians. Yeah. it And we are not the same. We have small platforms. And also I 
am not able to have political conversations with the public just because of I, I know it's a privileged point of view but I'm really sensitive and it gets people really crazy and just it gets people very fired up and to be on the receiving end of that intensity I find it hard enough for me to just manage the comments on like pop culture topics that I don't even really care about and political things I really do care about so it's it's it would be impossible for me to separate myself from that plus the hostility even just for example I I there was a when the convoy when the trucker convoy the the, like kkk (laughs) flu 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 clan was passing through i commented on someone's tiktok did i tell you about this yes i commented and i was like this is so embarrassing and and 100 people were there was a thread of 100 comments and most of them were like go home like all this stuff and i was just like okay i know that these are people that I don't see eye to eye with. I know these people exist, but this is a lot. And so, yeah, I I don't have the platform nor the capability of handling it. But Taylor Swift made a lot of money off of these documentaries and this the campaigns around her albums that centered around her saying, now I'm going to be this political person. And I think, like, it's not even that you can't handle that and she can, but she has the resources like if she gets attacked online, she can book a count like a counseling session. It's like yeah. I have limited, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have limited resources. Like yes. I, my insurance only covers so much, and I can only afford so much like therapy or oh whatever. God, we were saying the other day but it's that like, I, I was laughing thinking about what we, the other day when we were like, if we were rich and famous, we would do therapy every day. So <laughs> literally, so much fucking therapy. Holy shit! But but yeah, so you know. She's talking about this in Miss Americana. I don't know how much she was paid for that documentary, however many millions of dollars, but a lot. And so she's not only saying that she's going to be more political, but she's profiting off of that. And so it's just mm-hmm. it just reminds me of how self-serving she can be sometimes. And mm-hmm. if you never said you were going to be political, that would be a different story. But I'm... I'm I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's like donated privately? Probably, but that doesn't mm. it, it's 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 not even about that. I'm sure she is giving donations or she probably is, but it comes back to there's this conservative fan base that she started with as a country singer. And she was so scared to speak out against LGBTQ like issues or for those issues because of like not wanting to alienate that that platform. And then Roe v. Wade is just yet another thing where it's like I feel like she's going into default position of don't alienate my Southern fans. Yeah. Does she need again like let's say Southern American fans? Like it's like what. Like you're literally a worldwide pop star. Well, I, I mean that's that's maybe one theory. I I don't know. I don't I don't know because if you speak out against it, obviously you're gonna alienate conservative Republican people. Any, yeah. So I don't yeah, know. I, no matter what. Country. I don't know what other reason she would have, or maybe she just maybe she's just all talk, and she's just yeah. about herself and her man at the end of the day. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just do feel like there is a responsibility when you have a platform to like speak about these issues. And I know that like so much goes on in the world. Like the news cycle goes so quickly that it's hard to like even keep on top of big but like try like but but it's like I know I I know and and I get really overwhelmed but Roe v. Wade being overturned is not just your average news story it's like full on okay we thought it was dystopian before now it's like dystopian mode fully activated people are making sneaky TikToks being like hey if you want to come go fishing with me in Canada you and I'm like what world is this but it's like this underground railroad for giving women abortions like I don't know it's it's very dark and dismal and so Taylor we don't need you to promote Joe's stupid show and then get your honorary diploma where you talk about your reputation and how you're not cool and basically do I I was seeing her speech through the lens of me being mad at her and I was like it's all about you Taylor huh it's all about you end of the day she is very self-centered like i i think that's fair to say yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah totally totally yeah i think it's just hard because it's like i feel like the average person just feels so helpless when these things happen and then when there's actually a person that isn't helpless like that could actually make a difference in like like elections and etc like i don't know crowd like fundraising and like shit like that doesn't I think that that's like a tough pill to swallow yeah Yeah. step up Taylor we know you're listening and we need we need need more from you yeah yeah totally and I think like it is under discussed how yeah she's like her original fan base was like super conservative and like a lot of shit was like based in groups around like white supremacy that she like didn't denounce yeah like there's a few podcasts that like discuss that but like so long yeah 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 she was a neo-nazi princess uh, according to these groups but it's like okay uh, how many blog posts from from neo-nazis have to come out before you just say hey uh i'm not down it's not that hard yeah No, it truly, truly isn't. Let's like shift to something like a. Actually, it's it's literally shitting on another person. (laughs) Let's be negative about a different person. (laughs) Yeah, let's. Uh, Khloe Kardashian was on the Not Skinny but Not Fat podcast with Amanda Hirsch, following Kim's footsteps. Have you listened to both of the episodes? So yes, I did in preparation for recording this podcast. I did my primary my primary research. Um, (laughs) I just have to start by saying I know you feel the same way because we talked about this before the episode but the every time I hear the name or read the name not skinny but not fat I feel rage like sometimes almost blackout rage. I'm like this is the 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 worst name it's so annoying it's like smug pick me girl it's like mm, I'm not I'm not skinny but I'm not fat it's like shut the fuck up yeah. like I don't I just I find sorry <laughs> maybe it's it's maybe maybe that's too much but like it it's also combined with what I know of her character and all the controversies and all that comes together and I just 
really cringe. 100%. So I used to really like Amanda, like I would say in like 2017 or like like five years ago when I was like deep in diet culture and I related to, I was like, I'm not skinny, but not fat. Like so fucking gross. I probably saw a little bit of a problem with it, but like now I like have to like choke out the words because it's so brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I only discovered her via the Reddit threads about all of her controversy. I actually hadn't engaged with any of her material until then. And then, so my introduction to her was via her scandals surrounding fat phobia, racism, Islamophobia, uh, bullying people. So that's that was my introduction to her. So totally, totally. She very much gives me. Do you know the Ashray sisters? Yes. yes. It's very much that. And okay, this is like how how scary this is because so like. Yes, like five or six years ago, I followed Amanda and the Oshrey sisters, and I, was I like, followed I the Oshrey sisters too, and I and I really enjoyed them as well at the time. Yes, yeah, because they are funny. Yes. Like Amanda's funny, Claudia's yes. funny, Jackie's funny, but it's these messages about their values um, that are so woven into their content yes. that you can't discern. Mm-hmm a lot of their shit and it also i i don't think you watch summer house on I bravo do. yes I, yeah oh you do oh my god amazing well, okay I, yeah i watch also the show that that produced it that it was a spin-off from vanderpump rules which i'm still campaigning for you to watch but that's a whole other that's I a whole know. other story I it's like so weird that I haven't watched it because it is like it probably will be immediately become my favorite but it's overwhelming I know but I have two things that I Mm -hmm. ongoingly bully you about and that's watching Vanderpump Rules and starting a TikTok (laughs) and I will I'm unrelenting but anyhow I do no I I love it I I love it so okay good because they also remind me of Paige DeSorbo and Hannah Burner and the Giggly Squad like where it's just like on the surface, it looks like just girls, girls having a chat, being fun. I like the Oshrey sisters. I was like, these are me and my sisters. Like, because I have two, other, I have two sisters and it's just like same vibes. But then you hear these like comments and stuff and you're like, oh, just wait a second. Like, can we think about that for like one second? And you're like, oh, this is actually like really fucking shitty and like rooted in like deep gross extremely problematic values and thoughts and assumptions yes and like covertly conservative and just all these all the things so yeah and it's they're kind of like a cult especially the the Oshry sisters yes very much and same with giggly swan i feel like it's the same yeah apparently they have psycho facebook groups that like go and attack people both oh yeah yeah both yeah both like extremely conservative like I'm sure it's like yeah like pro Johnny Depp like shit like it, it it's that yes. type of stuff that just like spirals like out of control and is just like a breeding ground for really uh right-wing uh, a lot of right-wing politics but anyway so I yeah used to really like her and then yeah I think it was like when like some of the Palestine Israel stuff was happening that she was commenting oh. on. And I was like, 
ooh, like this it's, this warrants it's hor- warrants the unfollow. It's, it's like. horrific. No, it's horrific. It's so no, it and it hits especially close to home for me as a Jew who is very pro Palestinian rights and just general Sovereignty. human rights and like so yeah. I just feel like oh, she's annoying <laughs> and problematic yeah to say the least so but she <laughs> does something very well which is kissing <laughs> the Kardashians asses <laughs> yeah so what do you why do you think that the Kardashians have like fucking globbed on to this like like she's a definitely a big podcaster but she's not like the biggest podcaster or like even she's not even Kardashian centric like she covered more Bravo um up until like a the past year like and Bravo liberties so like why do you think they're like obsessed with her now I think it's not even that all of them are obsessed I think it's just Kim is doing these random moves and then Chloe's following suit following suit uh but I think that Kim is just in her, I go to Staten Island movie theaters and I appear on random podcasts and I'm in her that era. Um, (laughs) And so I think there's whatever that strategy is, this kind of dressing like a superhero, sometimes being fun, chill, relatable girl other times, maybe that's part of it. But I think the, with Amanda Hirsch, she is very favorable towards the Kardashians. Like she says a lot of, nice things about them and maybe they just picked a random dear media podcast you know <laughs> they're Literally, like at dear media them. is popping off <laughs> yeah because they're having the like new laguna beach podcast with Kristen and steven like they're really taking over the the millennial pop culture yeah. podcast yeah network. i heard someone call it the white lady podcast network <laughs> Oh God, it's so fucking. Yeah, is. so yeah. I kind of just feel like yeah. Kim just picked a random Dear Media podcast that was pretty pro Kardashian, but still like edgy, quote unquote. And then Chloe was like, "Okay, you know," because from listening to Chloe's episode, I knew she was insecure, but it really it made me so sad for just how deeply insecure she is and how much she questions every little move, and so. I think she probably just heard the interview with Kim and saw that it was pretty light, keeping it light and chill and was like, all right. And felt safe to to go on and chat. What was like your biggest like takeaway or like, well, obviously about her confidence, but was there anything specific that they talked about that you were like, holy shit? Well, this one moment that made me sad, it was a very brief moment, but she was talking about how she's building, she built her house right next to Chris and that is a lot to unpack right there. But yes. but Amanda's like, oh, does that mean you're her favorite now? She's like, oh, of course not. Of course not. And then she said the exact phrasing was, it was something like she likes me more than what I used to be than that. And she referred to herself as that, like that thing that I used to be. And I was like, Chloe like oh my god but you're still viscerally like no of course I'm not the favorite but like probably she likes me more now than she used to I was like oh and you're still that's and you're still just trying to trying to win her attention 
I just feel her whole life is trying to win her affections slash like be like her sister like yeah I actually I like I cannot think of anything else about Khloe Kardashian outside of that yeah, well so there's actually I I made a TikTok about it because there was a researcher I I mentioned briefly that their houses are right next to each other and I had this psychologist mm-hmm. comment um referring to this study about how for children that have experienced trauma amongst families Mm -hmm. where all the children have experienced trauma the most traumatized child is more likely to stay home the longest or stay the closest to home and it's kind of Mm -hmm. like this insecure attachment style and it comes from they were talking Mm -hmm. about in the study they also observed children on the playground so children that experienced trauma were much more like clinging to their parents and the ones that had a secure attachment style were kind of like off doing their thing like not worried about it and I was like whoa (laughs) I guess yeah, like and that's you what Chloe. Yeah. That. Yeah. You see how you see those childhood attachment styles carry on into your adult relationships for yeah. sure. So there so there was that. And then of course there was her denying the plastic surgery. And she sounds so convincing. But it's like, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Iconic. Iconic. D- d- quote Dakota Johnson. <laughs> yes yes yeah 100 percent. that is getting so frustrating this small admittance of or admittal or whatever of one thing to like cover up like just a slew of other things like I feel like that is like what they teach you when you go off and play survivor or whatever it's like put a seed of truth uh in the story and no one will think you're lying I know I know, and she does sound, she sounded very convincing. Because I think she actually believes it. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, oh, my God. Like, 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 I feel like she's like, no, this is just the truth. She gets, she like, gets eternal sunshine of the spotless mind every time she does plastic surgery. And like, like, literally. <laughs> Like, literally. Or she just believes, like, like you know when you say something so often that you're just like, this is the truth? I feel like she just has said in so many fucking interviews and on the TV show about this nose job that it's like, this is it for her. Yeah, or, like, her kid Photoshop thing. Like, the fact that they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so silly. It was just a silly little thing. But I'm like, that's the day you guys released the Kardashians Hulu trailer. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't just this color-coordinated mm-hmm. thing. There's a reason behind everything you guys do. And often the reason is crazy. But you guys are crazy. And yeah, just, she just sounded, she sounded hollow and so small. And Amanda hinted at that. She was sort of like, mm-hmm. some people say that you are not the funny one anymore, but that's not true. But like, what do you think about that? in this sort of veiled way and she was I think a little bit honest where she said yeah I think it's just maybe Tristan over the years or I don't know what it is I was like man Chloe she said she had never she's never been to therapy recently and I was just like how why what time to start and get some get some insights into all of this (laughs) yeah I found that really interesting too because in the premiere episode of the Kardashians, she said her and Tristan were in counseling. 
But then I was, but then she was telling Malika that she wishes there was counseling or like therapy for overthinkers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the way that you're talking makes me sound, makes it sound like you have never been to therapy and you're just like lying. Well, but, but maybe she views couples counseling as different. Maybe it's more like, than like individual, yeah, maybe like, it's more like a yeah. mediator who's working on right. their relationship and like co-parenting type of stuff which is very different than having individual therapists because you're not supposed to they're not supposed to be the same you're supposed to have different people that work with you as a couple and you as an individual and I feel like you could probably get somewhere in your relationship I don't know I've been to couples counseling but I'm sure you could get somewhere but you won't get to the same places you'll get to with individual therapy like deep inside what's going on let's open it up but yeah, she's so she has so little insight into herself. Yeah, found it really interesting because like yeah, she did m- mention Tristan, but I wish and like again, are we entitled to this information? Like, at, who's to say? But like, I wish we did get more like about Tristan and or like reflecting on her family and her family dynamics and. Like, she has been always the sister that's been, like, othered. She's always the advice person. She's really heavily leaned on in, in her family. I know. I, I go yeah. I go back and forth between being feeling so sorry for her and so sad for her. And then at other times, listening to her talk and being like, liar! Yeah. <laughs> literally. That's what, I, that's what I was saying a couple times in my head during her interview. I was like, Chloe, liar! Same. Yeah. What, what did you take away from it? Yeah, I definitely think, like, because this, I feel like, is one of her first kind of, like, yeah, really, like, sit-down interviews outside of, like, quick talk shows um, to discuss these topics and I feel like she did give us some like kernels into her like real life but I think yeah like the biggest thing is just deep sadness for the way that her life has unfolded over the last couple years just think like it's really it just really shows you I think like okay so the other piece that I found really interesting was her work with Good American which is her jean jeans company or denim company if um you don't know but it really reminded me of Kim's work with prison reform because she it's pretty performative and she talks about prison reform but won't name like white supremacy and racism and like that she has black kids oh these are really good points why have I never thought why have I never thought of this Oh my god. I don't know. I'm like, like that is wow. Very blatant and yet I did not put that together. Well, I always thought of like it, I thought of her activism as performative in the way that she could cover up other stuff that she's doing and be like, "Look, I do prison reform." Like I thought it was her way of covering up how much they do like basically blackface like they've just built their career well that's but yes well that's the thing like like she she denies when she's ever asked about culture appropriate appropriation she denies it but then she's doing prison reform and like these these behaviors like blackfishing and stuff 
are the the foundation that holds up like yeah her whole career and what she's built her whole image off of yeah totally yeah totally no one's and everyone in her circle even even pete davidson has to get spray tan now <laughs> yeah literally but then chloe is talking about how good american has a full size range they won't um have stockists that won't do the full size range they partnered with zara and they did the first inclusive line of that zara has ever had and then then she's talking about all of this like i don't know like weight loss like her her fucking body transformation and stuff and like I don't know. It's just those, both of those things, like Kim's work and then Chloe's work. Like, I don't know. It just seems it's like, yeah, so... revenge body, but then I'm size inclusive. And also, I've actually been on her website at one point last year, or maybe it was like deep in like pandemic depression. I wanted to buy good American jeans. And, and, and like, there was actually nothing available in the larger sizes, like in, in my size for anything. Okay, there is a conspiracy theory. I don't think I made it up, but I fully believe it that websites will put that they carry larger sizes, but they actually don't, and they just put sold out. I so believe that because it was for almost like everything. It, has to. it was like yes, and, and like uh, I'm not skinny, but not fat. No, but like. Oh my God. <laughs> god oh my god so fucking funny yeah but i was just like if if i don't if they don't have my size for anything like what what about just what what about the rest of it what about everyone what about all the people that are my size or larger just you know it just it was really depressing so 100 percent. so yeah that was like just this like and i guess that this is the world this facade of making a difference or minimally making a difference or being performative and then like also perpetuating these like harmful ideas or like not actually talking about like the root causes like I don't know totally so that was my biggest takeaway (laughs) was just like how I was like oh my god like this is like I love the way that she's talking about this like about how she's like people of every size want to look cute and wear a nice fitting pair of jeans and like all of this shit and then she's like in the next sentence talking about how she is like drinking a coca-cola not the zero calorie version and like is gonna go like work it off in the gym I, which by <laughs> the way I saw a tiktok that was showing all the different Coca-Cola references. Yes. Did you see that too? Yeah. And how yes. they're just building up to some sort of Coca-Cola campaign. Because Mason's in the Coca-Cola cat hat. Kim is holding it up in a in a photo shoot. And then and and that's the thing. Chloe sounds convincing. She's like, I'm just here with my Coca-Cola. But they said it a couple times and I was like Like three times. I'm like, okay. What are you guys up to? I see you. And it's not like Coke. Coca-Cola <laughs> like- trademark. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, does anyone ever say like, oh, I'm, I really want a Coca-Cola? Like, yeah, are you trying to not confuse her with someone who's addicted to Coke? Like, what are you doing? Coca-Cola. You're drinking a refreshing Coca-Cola <laughs> beverage. Full cow. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just so weird. But yeah, they are definitely doing something. 
Which, like, I would love a Coca-Cola sponsorship. Oh, I I'm like, so up for Coca-Cola money. Are you kidding me? Like, Diet Coke is my brand. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> oh, man. I'll do Coke Zero, whatever, any. Yeah. <laughs> those discontinued, they had Coke Vanilla at some point, or any kind. <laughs> I'll sell that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so um, Is there anything else you want to say about the Chloe not skinny but not fat interview? Um, Love and light. Prayers up for Chloe. <laughs> it's like, you know. I'll post one of those like uh, inspirational. Oh yeah, yeah, quotes. yeah. Yeah, post, <laughs> yeah post for a her. Series of, like inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> for you, Chloe. Yeah, yeah. thinking about you yeah. always. Mm-hmm. In in like a move no one thought was ever gonna happen. Jeffrey Star <laughs> uh, is selling meat from his yak farm. I was like, like you, you said this to me last night. I was like, I was laughing so hard. I something about the whole Jeffrey Star moving to Wyoming, being like, I love my babies. I love my yaks. This is my new life. Leading his yaks through stores, like just like cradling them in his arms, and then holding, and then in the next frame holding up in his sparkly rhinestone acrylic nails a yak meat container i was like what (laughs) it's so fucking gross so and and like whatever i eat meat like but but for him he talks about it like oh these are my babies and you know it's just it seems like he has names for yeah, all of them. Yeah, he has names for them. Exactly. I know. And he's like, my yaks are everything to me. I have a very, very random kind of non-sequitur Jeffree Star anecdote, which is that yeah. I was talking to someone who gave me permission to tell this story anonymously, but their husband is a pinball person. and Oh, and Jeffree Star famously loves his pinball game or he did when he was dating Nate but he still does and so or like I don't know actually the current state of his like pinball (laughs) yeah so she's like pinballing is a really small world but basically like her husband is like a minor celebrity because of pinballing like it's like a small but incredibly passionate community I didn't know about any of this and he went he Jeffrey Star flew him out. He went to his house twice in California from like middle of no like just like middle America just to play pinball. It was just like they said it was just really normal. And they just like <laughs> And this is when it was with Nate and oh and And all his dogs. All of his Pomeranians. Um Nate was like nice but just like really high. Yeah, they just played pinball and he and Jeffrey flew him out first class. I was like in shock. Oh, and she she also told me <laughs> I was like I was like please like if if you give me the green light I will say this but like pointed out his John Benet Ramsey tattoo. I didn't realize he had a John Benet Ramsey tattoo on his arm. This huge and she was like didn't know who it was. She's like, "Oh, that's a beautiful tattoo." He's like, "Oh, it's John Benet Ramsey." And actually, I talked to the d- detective who was on the case, and he told me everything. And I actually know what happened to John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. I was like, <gasps> "What the fuck?" So, okay, so, 
Oh my, I'm fucking speechless. <laughs> okay, A, like, speaking of bad tattoos, like, what the fuck you want a dead child that was horrifically murdered? On your arm, like, on your arm? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I mean, he has, like, red rum across his stomach, which, like, is yeah. murder. But, like, and, like, dives and stuff. I don't know. I guess there yeah. is this whole, like, goth thing where it's, like, knives and like i don't know like whatever yeah but john benet ramsey that's like a, was a real child <laughs> like yes that's so fucked up so i wonder who he thinks it is like does he think it's the brother or the mom <laughs> like, I, yeah who knows what goes on in his mind or if this, this is even like true like just the fact that and also she said this was like her first time meeting him so like who knows how many times he's like told this story <laughs> yeah 100 percent. but i feel like that is what celebrities get to do they get to like live out there like if they want to know stuff they can just call the detective on yeah the john benet ramsey yeah case. although i don't know if i could like trust too much of what he says but i think i think yeah. he's, genu- he's also like a compulsive liar <laughs> yeah and like genuinely yeah. addicted to controversy and she said that when like the big wave of scandals came out in the last like two years or so she said they were both like pretty embarrassed and just kind of like distanced themselves from him they were like why did we even like him in the first place but I was like no no I watched his makeup channels I watched Shane Dawson series like I did all of that and all of that 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 stuff was out there and I bought his phony apologies so I'm embarrassed too whatever I overlooked a lot of things and now I'm like oh god and now I'm just watching the train wreck yeah that is jeffree star it just like is so weird because like why did he move to wyoming because he's such i feel like he needs to be in calabasas for his like job well a lot of it i think has to do with just all of the sa allegations and all that i think and maybe like not making as much money i know he says he's fine for money but i imagine he's not as fine i think your dollar can go much he can't your dollar can go much further in wyoming than in california southern california you know um yeah so i mean i think he still has probably a lot of businesses that we don't even know about he's alluded to them at some point just like cannabis and like different different businesses i'm sure he doesn't have his name on but at the same time he used to get 10 million views on his makeup videos everything sold out day one that's obviously not happening anymore and so Mm -hmm. I think it was a combination of money and just having to run away from scandal yeah and now and (laughs) here's another scandal about yak me because about a year ago on his snapchat because he's like still big on snapchat it's like fucking so weird but he trademarked uh star yak ranch and people ask like are you going to be like using their meat and he's like I had to trademark yarn cheese breeding butchering but I doesn't mean I'm going to do any of those things um nothing is happening except brushing them loving them and feeding them and then like a year later like he's like they're all dead yeah all of them and then (laughs) I know it's it's like it's too much and yet it's like like it's both so bizarre and out of place but at the same time it feels classic Jeffrey 100% like I'm shocked but I'm also not shocked at all and and also <laughs> like 
when we were trading content about this and came up with that video of him after his accident which there's a lot of different allegations around and claims that he lied about different things but then he had a snapchat filter with cuts on his face i was like i am deceased just like literally deceased because it's like again you might see that and like even if you know that it's fake you might just like not be aware because you're seeing a person with cuts on their face but it was like on his nose and it was like the filters like moving around yeah while he's talking and again it's just these like stars doing these like shitty fucking social media stuff and then for us to just like like do they think we're like the dumbest people alive it's so frustrating because it reminded me of billy bobby brown's using like a makeup filter and like washing her face with her like skincare line but like just like not at all it's so funny i just rewatched that recently <laughs> oh it's so refreshing i love this after a long day on set just get that rub that in like <laughs> and she's like it's literally her hands are like a full centimeter away from her face and she's just she like a full beat <laughs> full beat start yeah. and end of the video and and like what the and fuck? is ducking away and from even- her face mist <laughs> Yeah, and she like she's like, "Hey, I'm just gonna like um rinse this off and dry it." Cut, cut, video cuts. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She does that off camera, and she's like patting her face, but it's like again, like two inches away. Well, I, I think um, that came from a place of naivety of like not thinking that we would realize that. I think what Jeffrey Star does comes from a different place of just genuinely being addicted to controversy and. what happens because he knows what if he posts yak meat all of a sudden like it's nothing without any explanation that we are gonna be we're gonna be like what the fuck (laughs) like he's selling plush toys of the yaks because they're named like they're fucking ty beanie babies Yeah. yeah and then and like i also like i eat meat i'm like not against eating meat but if i think about it too much i like can't eat me yeah like, like i could very very well and he's like well and he yeah. said of course i'm not gonna kill, like kill and eat them so jesus yeah. christ <laughs> okay well this is i feel like this is not super original but my pettyweight champion of the week is kimberly noel kardashian um anytime <laughs> classic <laughs> yeah um anytime her sisters are up to anything like there's been a few too many Kravis weddings recently so she's like okay release the mean teat kissing on our story she just has to have the spotlight at all times it can never be on her sisters for too long she'll like respect the wedding weekend but then like five business days later she's like okay enough me and Pete kissing on the on the gram 100 percent. do you think her sisters like see through that I think probably but they're I don't think I think that's just who she is and they're probably all used to it and seems like it seems like she's been that way even before she was her whole yeah life. a huge yeah. celebrity just attention attention hog so yeah I loved when Amanda not skinny but not fat said well Kim and Courtney are dating rockers like will you be doing like following suit and she was like absolutely not 
so there's one thing she she's Ugh. not following in Kim's footsteps, but, but then what Kim would die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but then what you can't take the focus off her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there's there's debate about whether her dating Pete was part of the whole aesthetic, uh, you know, going off of Courtney dating Travis and now they're doing this punk thing and they date white men and they're just chill and fun. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Courtney or maybe Chloe's going to follow suit. Um, or maybe she'll keep dating athletes that ruin her life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one or the yeah. other, for sure. Yeah, but it is really funny. And like, even when uh, after the Kravis wedding, when Kim was like, pictures are coming, like, don't worry, like, letting us, like, on Twitter of all places, letting us know that all of the Kravis wedding pictures were coming. I know. It's like, don't worry, guys, they're coming. We're like, okay, we're not, you know? Yeah, we, like, we... We've also seen a lot of photos of it. Like, it's all, it's all good. Yeah, (laughs) it was, like, it was live streamed. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're It was was on TikTok. It was on Instagram. It was on, you know, E! News. Yeah, so that's my Pettyweight Champion of the Week. And as... I love that. And as for this... Thanks. You're so supportive, Tori. Um, <laughs> I'm like, it's Kim Kardashian. Have you ever heard of her? Um, yeah, every week. Um, yeah. And for this week in Petty, so this was the most passive-aggressive email that I've ever written in my life. And love. the story of it, yeah. Love, love a good passive-aggressive business speak. But this was, so I was working a job that I hated and Tori, I feel like I've bitched about it so much to you, but I, it was just bad all around. Um, my boss was not a people person at all and no one else in the office really talked to each other. Everyone kept to themselves. So I was really alone all day or having her kind of breathing down my neck. And it was to the point where in the morning I would say, how are you? And she would roll her eyes and be like, fine. How are you? Like that. Exactly like that. And, and then I'd be like, I'm good. She's like, okay, can we move on? And yeah. And so, or like Monday morning, she'd be like, where is this thing? And I'd be like, good morning. How was your weekend? And I'm like, I don't even care for small talk all that much, but this is, it's 830 in the morning on Monday. Can we just do a, just. There's a balance. Do There's a respectful balance. One sentence. Hey, how good. Yeah. Let's just go through the motions. So, and yeah, she was really horrendous, and my job was unnecessarily stressful and a bit of like a over overworked, underpaid kind of scenario. So just overall, not great. And also while I was doing this, I had a lot of like issues going on um, with my family and a lot of like medical stuff. And she was aware of this, but just like not not compassionate about it at all. Whatever. Like I didn't expect her to be, but. I, so I, I handed in my two weeks. I did my last day. Um, I think the day I, it was like, I was supposed to end like early that day at like four at five 30. I got an email to my personal email. Cause I guess my work had already been deactivated. Just be like, Hey Emily, um, do you, by the way, like one last thing, do you know, did you email the blah, 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 sponsor people of the, like, like ask me about work things. And I never responded to that. So that's part, that's the first part of this story. <laughs> like, she's just like, oh she's God. just like, a, I'm like, I'm like, girl, life is short. Like, just <laughs> chill. Yeah. 
that's so bad also it's like couldn't she have contacted the company and be like hi the person you were talking to before like no longer works here I'm picking this oh, up yeah, like can you just fill me in on what you're up yep, to yep, like- yep. also also <laughs> this was March or April and she was referring to a cycle race that was happening in September so not urgent yeah a fun a cycle fundraiser no. that was happening in September yeah. so nothing urgent we're not heart surgeons so then um and when she wrote that email I wanted to just rip into her I was like no I will I would just not respond and then she emailed me a few weeks after that it was sort of I think her way of kind of apologizing in a very roundabout way where she was like hey Emily like I'm just thinking about you and I know that not everyone is meant to work together, but I, I do care about you. And I wanted to know like um, some updates on your family members, like the ones who are sick. And I was like, um, and she's like, you know, I just, oh, and she's like, oh, <laughs> she's like, oh, and I, um, I saw your TikTok and you have a lot of followers. And yeah, that was another thing that on my last day, somebody, the one employee who was nice to me was like, boss found your tiktok and her and the marketing girl who was also just rude they're talking shit about you and they're like oh this is why she like doesn't do her work because she's like off doing this and oh my god i was like well enjoy (laughs) like (laughs) bye um i didn't i didn't bring this up directly with them but so the this was all like the subject (laughs) when she's like trying to make nice and my response (laughs) was the following (laughs) I was like hello thank you for reaching out everything is well wishing you well as well all the best (laughs) Emily (laughs) oh my god I love that nothing Ugh, there's nothing more than uh, wishing you well or like best wishes, All the best. Emily. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was something. Best, comma. Yeah, I know. Like. I hit her with an all the best. Um, <laughs> just to keep it. All the best. All the best. Like, that's yeah, how I yeah, read yeah, it. Yeah. And I think I was like, yeah, I was like, everything is well. Mm. I hope things are well also on your end. Like, it was just like a two. And I was just like, I, I sent it and I just felt joy in my heart over the pettiness of passive aggressiveness that's iconic yeah that's iconic how healing is that it was a beautiful petty moment it did heal me and I like I wanted to be I was getting like my Scorpio side was like activated and I wanted to be like well I don't have to deal with her anymore and she disrespected me so many times and then I was like no no stop don't don't and then this felt so much better than any sort of like look you basically saying like look you're like a kind of psychotic person who while we were um while she was my boss was also doing this extra master's degree in like management and I was just like man this is kind of who I imagine at management school um (laughs) some of the characters literally but literally like hey maybe you shouldn't be working with people like you know there's lots of jobs where you don't have to be social if you can't even handle me asking how are you every once in a while so yeah that was my this month or this year in Betty (laughs) I love that and it's so much better than 
not responding because it's like, oh no, I received your message. I read it and this is how I chose to respond. Not like, oh, maybe I got lost in her junk mail or like whatever. Like, it's like, no, I read this. No, it's been received and I'm wishing you well. Dearly, Emily. All the best. All the best all to the you best. and your family and to you and yours. Like <laughs> to you and your to refer back to your pre aforementioned email. Yeah, no, it was just it was just great. So that that's so yeah, funny. That's my pet. <laughs> I love that. Thanks for sharing. This was so much fun. I feel like we ran a mile. We did, but it was um, so fun. It's so fun. I feel like we talked about a thousand things that no connection to each other. (laughs) (laughs) You know, except for it's all content we consume, I guess. Yeah. You know, sometimes on my TikTok, people are like, you're all over the place. I can't follow you. I'm like, well, look, this is how my brain, fucking this is how my brain works. Okay. Like if there's, there's lots of people that will be dry and will go through one topic nice and orderly, like. Mm-hmm. not me babe so it was yeah, nice to sit yeah. down yeah it's always nice to sit down with you because we just we are very fascinated by many of the same topics so it's great to cover all this ground it was it was yeah and it's like use the timestamps or like skip this tiktok like yeah, fuck, I just... yeah. there's timestamps for a reason use them yes <laughs> where can the listeners find your podcast and anything else you want to plug so it's it's become a whole thing and it's out on podcast platforms it's out everywhere you listen to podcasts no I don't know Uh, I think Spotify Apple and like a few other random ones you can find me on TikTok and Instagram Uh, it's become a whole thing and yeah that's that's about it Nice. You can find nice. me Do you have anything ex- wandering. Oh, oh, no, I was just gonna say, find me wandering the streets of Montreal, watching TikToks while <laughs> I'm walking my dog when I really should just be present, but I'm not. So yeah. <laughs> me, I think you sent me um a TikTok that was like a person doing the dishes oh. and like trying to scroll with their nose, and I was like, is this? Yeah, really it was like, like because like... I'm a millennial who can't be alone with my thoughts for one second. I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I considered buying the remote on Amazon. There's a remote? That you can... Yes, there's like oh, a I, finger remote. Oh, I shouldn't know about to, this. <laughs> like for TikTok scrolling. Oh, I, I, yeah, it's dangerous. Dangerous. Dangerous stuff. So dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, and um, also... Guys, Tori will be on my podcast uh, shortly. I forget when. Yeah, in a, in a few, few weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited. Sometime in June. Yeah, sometime in June. Get into it. Yeah, so come find us there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Bye, Tori. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And thank you to Emily Rose for joining me today. Like I said at the top of the show, if you enjoyed today's episode, The best thing you can do is share it with a friend who might like it to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or share on socials that you are listening to this episode. If there's something that you want me to talk about, definitely slide into my DMs. I'm most active on Instagram. Very millennial of me. 
but I'm recording an episode later this week with a new guest that has never been on the podcast. So I'm very, very excited for you all to hear that. Anyways, I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.